Welcome to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL. My name's Andy Engel. I'm the superintendent of the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Each week, we highlight a variety of people and programs around the Grand Haven Schools. This week, my guest is Mary Jane Evink. She's the Executive Director of Instructional Services for the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Welcome, Mary Jane. It's nice to be here. So you do a lot in the district. Obviously, with the Executive Director and Instructional Services, you oversee a great many things for the district. Um, New for us this year with our strategic plan is a focus on social-emotional wellness. Um, And we always focus on that for kids, but we're also trying to focus it uh, for a, for our adults as well. And part of that is you uh, got a grant from the Michigan Department of Education. Uh, we're calling it Resilience Champions. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. We were thrilled to get the grant. Um, it became obvious um, through the work that Rebecca Shipper of Opportunity Thrive, that she had been doing at Grand Haven High School, that the adults need opportunities to bounce back from stressors, from secondary trauma that they might experience or carry from being empathetic with their students. So um, Rebecca Shipper was really helpful in writing the grant, and um, it's a train-the-trainer model. She is a um, has, understands a lot about mindfulness and resilience and what it takes to be in it for the long haul so that there's less burnout and we can keep our teachers um working and um, being the best they can be for students. Right. We know that if we, as a district, our, our ultimate priority is to take care of our students and student success, but we know we're trying to take action. If we don't take care of our staffs, how can they possibly take care of our students? And so, that, that's true more than it ever has before, mm-hmm. that um, the adults in our buildings are struggling a little bit. And so this is a response to that. We hear it once in a while. Um, we have a lot of watchdog dads come in um, and spend a day in the building. Um, we have volunteers that come into the middle school or spend time around. And invariable, people that aren't in public education, at the end of the day, they kind of go, whew, how do you do that? Um, you know, a, a fourth grade teacher keeping 26, 28, 30 students occupied, busy, learning and engaged all day. Um, that on its surface is, is uh, taxing. But um, with some of the just the nature of students today, the nature of our the world around us, um, we have a lot of kids with high needs. And that takes its toll on mm-hmm. teachers, right? Yeah, definitely. Teachers are empathetic creatures to begin with. And so it becomes... Um, the strength becomes a weakness when you carry too many of your students' concerns with you home through the weekend. Um, so how can we help teachers manage that and um, still be empathetic to their students while protecting their own energy? So it's a three-day training, three full days. Again, train the trainer. So about 40 staff are getting trained. Um, talk about we've, we've completed the first day of training. What, what were some of the outcomes or some of the key points in that first day of training? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Uh, Rebecca asked us to write down what were some of the top things that we learned from that day. And one of them was to have um, a high awareness of what stresses you out, what those stressors are, and put space between your stress and your stressors so that you have the freedom to make choices Mm -hmm. so that you can behave the way that you want to (laughs) behave. Right? Right. Um, The second one was have self-compassion. There's things where Adults tend to be really critical of themselves, and that's not healthy either. So she had us practice using feedback to ourselves um, and being a little less critical. That's good. 
Um, another thing is don't let the empathy take you down. Um, don't, you know, if there's somebody that's struggling, don't crawl in the hole with them. Mm-hmm. Stay above, stay above and help them and assist them. And she used a term I'd never heard before. It was called empathetic concern. So instead of just taking their problems on yourself, be really um, aware of what their situation is, but have enough distance that you can be helpful. I think it's really great. I know um, certain professions, social workers um, are, are a key one that I'm aware of that, that work a lot on on addressing the issues you learn and know about. I imagine physicians have to um, find ways to manage that when you're dealing with sick or ill people or deal with patients that potentially die. And, um, our educators are a group that, that does. They give a lot of empathy, a lot of compassion, a lot of care and concern, and a lot of passion comes out of their work. Um, but that takes it out of you, just like being on a long run. Um, you got to find mm-hmm. ways to, to rest and rejuvenate, to bounce back um, and be resilient, ultimately, why, which is why we're calling it Resilience Champions, right? Exactly. Everyone has resilience and some people more than others. But if we can figure out what those tools are that helps us grow our resilience and open up our capacity to be helpful, um, we'll all be better off. And I think one of our goals is to help people talk about it with each other. Um, the idea that I just have to be tough and strong, I just have to do this, um, isn't really the way we're meant to be as human beings. We're supposed to be able to help and support each other um, and work through any of the trials and tribulations that we have in our work life, in our home life, or anywhere else, right? I'm really glad you mentioned that because a metaphor that was presented at the beginning of the training was an aspen grove, is an aspen trees. And the root system of aspen trees is really unique. They're interconnected so that if one tree starts to die, all the other trees um, feed it with their nutrients so that it can that it can live and be maintained. And um, Rebecca Shipper talked about how we need to do that as adults. Mm-hmm. We need to have a strong root system that we can um, keep each other resilient. That's perfect. And that, that metaphor is even great for a strong root system to support our students and support the, the education and all that we're trying to do for our kids in our community. One can only hope right. that the students and our parents will see us being resilient and take a few notes. This is Andy Engel. You're listening to Grand Haven School's Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL. My guest today is Mary Jane Evink, Executive Director of Instructional Services for the Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Just finished talking about resilience, but um, Mary Jane, you've got a lot of curriculum work that you do um, supporting multiple groups. Uh, recently, you've been working with some of our middle school educators. There's some changes in kind of the order and the uh, how science is going to be delivered to students. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. In 2015, um, Michigan adopted new science standards, and they're really different and they're fantastic. So there's a lot more thinking and modeling that are a part of this. So it's taken the curriculum developers a while to come out with um, curriculums that that match those standards and are high quality. So when you uh, talk a little bit more about when you say it's different, science hasn't changed. Um, chemistry or biology or physics or earth science, um, those disciplines are the same. We're not, those things haven't changed, but the way instruction is delivered to Mm. students, the the way in in which students think about things is changing, right? I mean, we see that across the curriculum model. Mm -hmm. So instead of learning science from a book and maybe outlining a chapter and um, learning some vocabulary and taking a test on paper. We want students to have more curiosity and inquiry about solving a problem. And 
be aware of the science and engineering practices that happen in science. That, that might have been mm-hmm. absent in our science classes, or at least not as prevalent as mm-hmm. they want it to be. And the other part is um, cross-cutting concepts, like cause-effect or patterns. There's actually like eight cross-cutting concepts in, in the new standards. So not only do we want them to know about the content, like physical science and biology and earth science and all those great topics right. that happen, but what are all those other ideas that are woven in there, and how, how can we really engage students in the thinking? It's, this is oversimplification, but the truth is the basic facts and the, the, the methodology and the protocols, you can Google almost all that today. Um, and so for our students, we're trying to get into more critical thinking, um, again, problem solving and engagement versus um, just, just regurgitate. Well said. And more than one right answer. So when you're investigating, there might be many paths mm-hmm. to a solution. So that brings me to another word. You mentioned discourse. We, we hear, we're hearing a lot in our elementary schools, but I think specifically in the area of math. So talk a little bit about discourse and, and what that means educationally today. So this is also different than when you and I might have been in school um, where we were taught one way to solve a math problem. And the problem with that is that it deprives students of developing number sense um, because there are multiple ways to solve problems. So... When you have students talk about them, you get a window into their thinking, mm-hmm. and you can, and then they can uh, listen to each other and learn different ways of solving problems. They become more flexible thinkers. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, last but not least, let's just talk a little bit about um, people might remember there was uh, big changes several years ago. Third grade reading law. Amanda Price was our local representative at the state of Michigan, but had a big hand in, in implementing um, some rules about uh, reading proficiency at the end of third grade. And that law is coming into action this year. Um, and so people might be curious about what uh, some of the accountability measures are that's coming. Just share just a little bit about that. Sure. Um, so there's, you know, having students read by grade three is really important. Mm -hmm. No one would disagree with that. Um, There's a lot of evidence tied to a student's trajectory after third grade. Yeah. So we're doing all we can. We always have. But one of the benefits of the read by grade three law is that it asks school districts to be really mindful and it holds them accountable for things like strong assessments, a great reading curriculum that's research-based, um, having literacy coaches in buildings mm-hmm. and things like that that, um, that accelerate and bring a strong reading curriculum. There's one piece that we're not really a fan of, and it's the retention piece of the mm-hmm. law. I'd say it's probably the only part of the law we don't like, which suggests that um, if a student does not pass the state assessment in reading in grade three that they are asked to repeat to that grade. We think that students can still do well and receive their proper supports in no matter what grade they're in. Mm -hmm. So we're working right now. First of all, we don't think that many students will be tagged for retention by the state. Um, But if they do, we're working really hard to mitigate that and make sure that students and their parents have choices to leverage a good cause exemption and advance to the fourth grade if they so choose. Yeah, and it's good. We, we feel good. Like you said, as a district, the um, 
all of the the precursors, literacy coaches, um, robust assessment system. We as a district had a lot of that in place, but it helped us round out a lot of those things. Um, and our goal with with the the few students that that might be impacted by that um, retention part of the law is to communicate early and often, um, so parents are aware and we can help them through the process. Right. Definitely. These students have had read at home plans. They've been part of interventions, and um, we feel pretty good about the success and growth of the students. Awesome. Mary Jane, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for talking about, we talked about staff a little bit. We talked about some of the the science changes and and what happens maybe behind the scenes curriculum wise, but that's lots of hard work with our um, teaching staff as they dive in and pull apart. Um, And then of course that uh, third grade reading bit where we're always accountable to those at the state of Michigan. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for your hard work. You've got your hands on a little bit of everything across Grand Haven Area Public Schools. Um, We really value all that you bring to work every day. Thank you. I love my job. This is Andy Engel. You've been listening to the Grand Haven Schools Highlight Show on 103.5 WAWL.